0: Episode one seventy two of Auto Off Topic. Hello, Brad. How are you?
1: I am excellent, Andrew. How are you tonight? I'm great. Excellent.
0: So, I did some cool stuff because I guess we'll get right into
1: that. I didn't do any cool stuff. Were you able to go to Cars and Coffee at all, or uh, no? It wound up being a pretty uh, actually actually it was the first rain out of uh, events here since I've lived here. So, we had, we actually had a rainy weekend here. Yeah. So, speaking of rainy weekends, uh, I went to LA
0: over the weekend. Uh, you know, it's always sunny in LA. Uh,
1: I hear that's Philadelphia. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, it's a funny story. That show was supposed to be It's Always Sunny in LA, but they decided that Philadelphia
1: would be funnier. It, they were right. Yeah. It has more, uh, I don't know, maybe because we're from Boston. So, we, we, you know, connect more with it right. being in Philadelphia. Because Philadelphia is just Boston West, pretty much. Exactly.
0: Yeah, so I ended up in LA over the weekend. There for a wedding. A very rainy wedding. But, you know, it's good luck if it rains on your wedding. That was up... The wedding actually was up in Malibu near Thousand Oaks. How far is that from LA? Uh, it's just north of LA. It's in LA County. But la has such massive massive urban sprawl that um since there was also radwood la was the same weekend i was like oh let me go to that as the crow flies when you look at them on google maps you're like oh it's only 70 miles which is still a lot but you're like at least you know that's like manageable
1: well crows don't have to deal with la traffic
0: yes legendary la traffic so but actually, when you do the GPS directions, it it works out to like ninety miles, which is kind of crazy that it adds like twenty miles. Well, there's not many straight roads in that area, so I mean, a lot of the major highways are kind of straight.
1: But you're also dealing with coastline too, probably correct.
0: Oh no, you can take like you could cut right across the the 101 to the 405, and then like it was pretty, it was kind of a straight shot. But I'm getting a little ahead in the story, so. The wedding was up in Malibu, uh, and we were up in we were staying in Thousand Oaks, and uh, actually the venue was right off of Mulholland. We got in Thursday night, Friday, S- Stephanie was in the wedding, so she had a bunch of stuff to do. I had nothing to do Friday, so I was like, well, I'm going to take this rental car, and uh, I'm going to go explore some canyons, because it was actually not rainy in the morning. It was pretty nice Friday morning. So I... I head out from our hotel. It was kind of cool because you could cut up. I could catch the top of Mulholland. And then I actually ended up, did, without realizing it, I drove by the venue. For the wedding? Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was at the Clingus Guest Ranch. I drove up. It's like Keenan Road off of the 101. And then it picked up. I got on Mulholland. I remember seeing on the news that part of Mulholland was closed. And I was like, I don't know what part that means. Like it's between this road and this road. And I don't know what that means, but I'll keep an eye out for. So I, I was like, oh, there's Mulholland. It, like it was right off this Keenan road. I was like, I'll grab that. And sure enough, I went past the, I think it's like the stone cafe or something or the stone gift shop. I've seen pictures of cars there on Instagram and people stopping on Mulholland. Like there was a bunch of motorcycles there and that's right where the road was closed. So it must have mud mudslided out because it had been raining a few days earlier so okay i popped back out on the main road and followed that because my plan was to go up and over and drop down a pch and then just drive into la and uh, hit up Mimo music so i go up uh and it wanted me to go this other way and i was like no there's a sign for mulholland it keeps going that way so i took mulholland over and it like wound around the edge of the canyon I mean, it's a, it's a crazy road. And then at a certain point it split and became California 23, which was a crazy nice road. Uh, just, and the other crazy thing too, is you could see where all the, uh, fires were and like,
1: you at the landscape totally. Different yeah.
0: Time. And it's wild because certain parts are completely burned and other parts are not. Some houses are completely burned out other houses look like they're untouched they're building new houses up there and you know I had the windows down you could smell the the burned like uh, wood and you're also getting like the eucalyptus smell from the, the trees that are not burned so it's kind of crazy but yeah Cal 23 is awesome it like would get switched back really tight I had a uh, the ultimate performance car a chevy malibu sweet which those cars got giant like malibu used to be smaller and now it was like Impala size
1: it's very similar it's just the, the model bloat is very similar to every other vehicle on the market you know they wind up making smaller cars because their small cars get yeah back. um
0: not a bad looking car you kind of sit down in
1: it also not a not a good looking. It's a car.
0: generic sedan, right? It's very generic, sedan. and it's the new style generic sedan. A lot of sedans have this style where the rear window is really sloped backwards.
1: Yeah, it's almost flat.
0: It's like a real, like, yeah, almost like a cam back. Um, but you know, the Hondas are like that. The Malibu's like that. It's kind of like a. It looks like it wants to be an Audi A7, but it's not nearly as cool. Yeah, not even a little bit. Also, those windows are hard to see out of too.
1: They are. You really sit down inside the car. Um, it's almost like you have to rely on that backup camera, especially when there's any inclement weather, because the way like rainwater sits in those windows, yeah, you can't see. And it reminds me every time I drive one of when you used to have a car that had a back window sloped that much, you know, in the late '80s through the '90s. It didn't have a wiper. There'd be a wiper on it. Yeah. Like all the hatchbacks had wipers on them. Yeah. Like, like, your, like your Eagle Talon or my. Yep. Or my Eclipse or Conquest or Snarion or whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, um, I got to the bottom down at PCH
1: and all I could smell is brakes. Good job, sir. Yep. I've I have found that driving the wrong car on those kind of roads, um, it can be fun if it's the right wrong car. If that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I probably this road was so tight that anything. With any type of sporting conventions that had any amount of power to it, like over you know two hundred horsepower, it would probably be too fast, right? So by having a not so sporty car and being not that
1: familiar with the road and not having a lot of power, I didn't drive off the side of a cliff. So I remember my first time driving in any California canyons. I was in a rental uh, Mitsubishi Galant, like I think that's a eighth gen or ninth gen, whatever where they were. Yeah, to, like or 2000 ninth,
0: or whatever. It's the last ones. So.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was probably 2011 or 2012, um, and it was a terrible, terrible, terrible car, um, and it was not fun. But then I remember doing similar roads uh, when I was driving a rented Prius through like the tail of the dragon. Yeah, I actually, I actually had fun because that car has. Well, I wouldn't call it a sports car by any means. It has, like, much better road manners than a big full-size sedan.
0: And also, all the batteries at the bottom of the car lower the center of gravity.
1: Yeah, possibly. Again, I wouldn't buy one and say it's a sports car, but I definitely enjoyed driving it uh, on twisty roads, and it shouldn't have been driven like that on twisty roads. It sounds like you had a similar experience in the Malibu. It 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 wasn't ideal, but you made do with what you had and enjoyed yourself anyway.
0: Yeah. And the, the CarPlay was a little funky. I don't know why it like made you download some My Chevy app. You're like, why? Like, it's so dumb.
1: Like, yeah, it shouldn't have that. It should just be work. It like, should just work. work like, CarPlay. definitely
0: Subaru will just connect to um, CarPlay as long as you have the Siri enabled. Um, and like, but the nice thing is, once I got it to work, the thing about CarPlay and I'm sure Android Auto same way whatever car you put it in, it's the same interface. So it's
1: like, yeah, I'm sure Android auto is the same way, but I've never had a new enough car to use it. Yeah, so it's, I like
0: that. And if I was thinking about
1: it, if I had an old
0: car that could easily accept a double din screen without looking weird, I would use it just for that.
1: A lot of the older cars look okay with double din screens uh, because and when they're off. Yeah. Yeah, when they're when they're off, they're just black. Right. So it doesn't like it looks better than a lot of aftermarket radios do that have, you know, multiple colors and knobs and chrome and whatever. Yeah. I suppose if I had
0: an older car, I'd want to swing out one. Or I mean, a minimum Bluetooth, but
1: it's it was kind of nice. Yeah, definitely, not, definitely not, definitely not, definitely not a swing out one. <laughs> yeah, but if it's hidden when the car is parked, yeah, they always just seem so cheesy and awful when they pull out, though. Maybe the
0: new ones are better. I don't know. But anyway, that was just a little note about the rental car. And then the Drive down PCH pretty interesting. Such a wide road.
1: And like it's 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 so interesting that it goes from at some points it's windy mountain road, then you go over some really beautiful like bridges with great vistas and right. views, and then for part of it you're just on like an interstate highway it feels like. Exactly. And then it's like um
0: The part that I was on, like, you've got these multi-million dollar homes right on the beach. And then there'd be a section of highway that just looks over the beach with just decrepit campers parked there. Like, not like a weekend, like, overlanding truck or something that's just parked there for a day or so. Like, definitely, these RVs
1: haven't moved in a while. Right. They're permanent homes. So, I don't know what the uh, what the limit is for staying on the side of the road there, but I know like can here, here in Arizona you can camp on any public land for up to fifteen days. I think it is.
0: Yeah, like I noticed the oh. the signs were like some of them had signs like no parking ten p.m. to eight a.m. probably to eliminate that. Mm-hmm. But
1: so that was pretty cool. Um, oh, that's a that's a cool rich rich man poor man yeah. thing. Oh, I live on the beach on the right. PCH. Oh, you're either really rich or homeless. Yeah. And
0: then I went out to, yeah, Amoeba Music. If you're a music fan of old school like record stores,
1: music stores,
0: definitely go there.
1: Yeah, music, movies, whatever. It's like the mecca yeah. of pop culture in the area there, I think.
0: It just reminds me so much of going to the way Newberry Comics used to be, the way Tower Records used to be, like just those yep. big... Old school records.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a place that's that's lost in time. It hasn't changed much yep. since the 90s. And and that's actually, actually probably hasn't changed much since the Unfortunately,
0: they, moved, they did move the building um, from that, that really cool-looking building, like the Art deco type building. It's in a different building now. Yep. But it did have a...
1: Oh, really? When when did it move?
0: I feel like 2016, 17, or 18. Huh. It's very recent. Yeah, I haven't been there since it moved. I did not know that. And somebody... Offered them probably a lot of money for the property. Yeah, more than, uh, than likely. But it was cool because they did at least have a parking garage underneath,
1: so it was easy to find parking. Yeah, that, that makes it easier. But the picture you showed me, because you took a picture right. from the inside, and uh, honestly, it looked just like the old building. Inside it was two floors and open yeah. in the middle, right? Yeah.
0: Mm. No, it was very. It was super super cool. So, yeah, um, and then I just kind of. Drove around LA for a little bit, made my way back. Somehow managed to miss miss like a lot of traffic on a Friday, even though it rained. Um, and then uh, Radwood was Saturday. Radwood, LA. So
1: I got up at Excellent. five in the morning because I had. It's kind of funny that last year you didn't make it to Radwood, LA, yeah. and I did, and this year I didn't make it to Radwood, LA, and you did, even though I live yeah around the corner what
0: was funny okay six hours so uh, i'll tell it after i so i had to get up at five in the morning um and i drove an hour and yeah so the gps said an hour and a half i made it an hour and 15. um
1: yeah there
0: wasn't a lot of traffic that there was more traffic than you would expect around here at that time of day but not that much traffic and it was raining so we got out there. I was at uh, Oak Canyon, which is kind of like just outside up in the hills over LA and uh, kind of out out there. But uh, I got there super early and met up with the Radwood guys, helped them set up, helped Bradley and Amanda set up the, the merch booth, and uh, helped with a couple other things. And I hung out because I, I wanted to get there early because, you know. For spectators the show started at eleven, but if I showed up at eleven, I had to leave at noontime to get back up to Malibu for a right. four o'clock wedding.
1: Right. Plus the car the cars start rolling up usually between eight and I 9, saw basically so. everything. Uh
0: so but it was funny that you say that you were there last year, but I wasn't, and vice versa, because I was there I didn't really mention a lot of people I was going and a couple people were like, Wait, what like what are you doing here? Or the, and then, the, and the next question was like, "Where's Brad?" And I was like, "Well, unfortunately, couldn't make it." But
1: we're not, we're not here one I am. entity.
0: So I know I surprised uh, Chris Cavalieri. I was like, Chris, he turned. He's like, "Oh, so
1: yeah, it's funny. I, I didn't, I didn't tell a lot of people I wasn't going either." So I'm sure most people probably expected me being a West Coaster now. So and I did get to meet uh, Moises.
0: In person, finally. Excellent. Brought it with his uh, Mitsubishi uh, yes. Sigma Gallant. 1990 Sigma on Instagram. Yep. That car is really, really cool. It's car is super cool. He won raddest accessories. Right. Because he brought all those Mitsubishi accessories. Hit all the accessories for that thing. Uh, and he was like wearing a Mitsubishi. It's like a Walkman Mitsubishi belt. It's a, yeah. like a
1: boombox belt made by Mitsubishi.
0: Yeah. He wore that last year, too. Yeah. Um, so that was cool uh i met tony bird again with his dsm uh there was an expo is an expo cult wagon expo five-door one there was the,
1: yeah that we called mid expo yes
0: yep uh with a all drive swap 4g63 a 4g63 swap they came all-wheel drive yep and uh it was i didn't catch the guy's name it was he was friends with Tony bird. I guess the guy brought that expo and he also owns
1: a raw. Welt. Oh, that's a weird combination. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. And then, uh, Oh, Acura was there with their,
1: uh, is that an MDX? What was the thing they built? Uh, SRX SRX with an MDX driveline. Right. So cool. What? Yeah, That was very unexpected and kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. There wasn't any kind of hype about that at all. It just, all of a sudden, maybe four days before Radwood, they were like, "Hey, we built this thing for Radwood."
0: Yeah, and you know what's wild about it? That's like a SEMA
1: build for Radwood, right? Yeah, further legitimizing the event. Mm-hmm. Well, Acura came out strong last year too because they had the, you know, the low mile Integrity Type R and the no mile NSX and the concept car, for the CL, and you know the real time racing. Integra, so they've they've been behind the show for a while. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And then, um,
0: as far as like royalty cars, the well, there's a lot of really cool quote unquote regular cars, um, a lot more American stuff.
1: Uh, yeah, I noticed there was a, a good amount of American stuff, even more than deck. like the Detroit show. It looked like. Yep, um,
0: a couple of like super mint Mark One and Mark Two.
1: Golfs and GTIs. Yeah, I've had a a strong hankering for a Mark II lately. Ever since Liz got their street car, and I keep seeing clean ones like you took pictures of at Radwood.
0: There was a gorgeous Mark I Rabbit, absolutely mint, and then some pictures of it online. I mean, red, red interior, I mean, it was totally mint. And then, like, a totally mint Audi 4000 Quattro that I don't even know the last time I saw one of those. Oh, and speaking of Mint, Yeah, it was
1: an early one with small bumpers too, Yeah, exactly. Too,
0: right? yeah. And then speaking of Mint, um, there was, I think it was an 81 or 82 Challenger. Oh, the black one. Black one. Yeah, it's a really nice car. I'm forgetting the gentleman's name, him and his wife or girlfriend. They, they were super nice. I was
1: talking to him, but they knew you, obviously. Well, yeah, because they, they met me at JCCS where I took the Sephora there. Yep. They were They actually that that car was fresh out of restoration at JCC. They told me the
0: story that he finished it like three in the morning or something or five in the morning yeah. putting the car together. Yep. Um,
1: I guess that's, that's his, uh, his Instagram name is um seven one zero Dotson. Okay, so obviously the Dotson guy happens to have that car too. Yep. But you can follow you can follow him and see the car there. Yep. Um. Yeah, he was looking for you too. <laughs> it's funny.
0: Um. Super, super, super nice car. Like really a
1: nice car. It makes my Sapporo look like it belongs in the junkyard where it came from. Yeah, uh,
0: not, not like I don't even say it to be like mean, like eh, kind of. Yeah. Um, no, I, I 100% agree. And it, it makes my car look like garbage. And it's it's cool that he's just leaving it like that, like just going to preserve it.
1: Yeah, he's not building a hot rod or anything. He just restored it as factory yep. stock. Um,
0: And then like. Probably the, one of the craziest cars. There is a Koenig nine six two, which a Porsche. It was a Porsche nine six two modified by Koenig to be a road car, which is kind of bananas.
1: That is real bananas. I saw. I think Matt Farah drove that in, right?
0: Yep. Um, it's not his car. It's a, it's a. It's a friend of DWAs, I guess, and they just had Matt Farah drive it. Um, is what I was told, and then, of course. The car that won Radisson show was the Torgerson EXP. And you're like... Uh, the, For- the Ford Escort EXP? Nope. The Torgerson EXP. The thing that looks like a Corvette, Fiero, Lotus, Lamborghini.
1: Yeah, it's got a good combination of every good 80s, 90s like sports car. I think the two biggest influences I see in that car are Corvette, obviously. Um, and NSX.
0: Yes, but I think it existed before the NSX existed. I'm not sure. I think it's like similar era, isn't it? No, it's like from the eighties. Well, it's a really cool car. Yeah. So it's the story with that car is that it is a home built one of a kind car. Uh, the guy, kind of, and a couple friends. There's a video on YouTube. Uh, it's under archeology and it's Randy. I forget his last name. Uh, he's just a, you know, a typical a car enthusiast, just like us. He likes to buy weird, random things and rescue them. And uh, actually,
1: he won Radiston Show last year. Yeah, too. with
0: that mini truck. Yeah, super period correct, like late 80s build. Mini That he like rescued out of somebody's garage again that hadn't been driven in a while. So this car, there's a video, he's got a video on YouTube basically about it. Um, come to find out. So this guy and his friends built it. It popped up a Jalopnik a few years ago. Uh, so people might remember it there as this total mystery car because somebody spotted it in a retirement community. So unfortunately, I guess the original builder, he passed away, He was like in his 90s. Um, so this thing was sitting in under this carport. Uh, it's like all tube frame with like GM parts. Yeah, there was like there were a lot of like uh, C three Corvette parts, aren't there? Some. It has like a Lotus dash. It's got a Lotus transaxle. It's a small block Chevy from the Corvette. Um, yeah, it's got very GM control arms, but it's got it's almost like maybe C. No, because C twos would have had disc uh, brakes. It's got drum brakes all around, which is kind of weird. Yeah, all around. Yeah.
1: What? This thing looks like the like pinnacle of technology in nineteen eighty
0: five. Well, it's like it's like a really nice concept car build. Like it just needs to move onto the stage and look cool.
1: That's amazing to me that it has yeah. drum brakes. What? You know what that is? That you know what that is? That's the. Of the time, enthusiast that today would be like, oh, carburetors are all we need. We don't need fuel injection. This is a guy who in nineteen eighty five was building this thing. He's like, oh, drum brakes are fine. We don't need these fancy new disc brakes. Yeah. So I would, uh, yeah, that's absolutely absolutely insane.
0: Yeah. When you're when you're done with this, go watch the video. It's pretty crazy. Um, So yeah, that one Radisson show, um, that's kind of like a crazy car to see in person. Um, But so
1: it's insane. I'm looking at a picture of right now. It has Corvette side markers for sure.
0: You can see where he used off-the-shelf things to to make it easier, but I know those tail lights too. They're either a Trans Am or a Fiero. Neither. They're definitely Pontiac. you know, like, give me
1: a minute. I'll remember what it
0: is. But anyway, but cool. Um, so I don't want to go on too long about that. You want to do some? Uh, oh, okay,
1: you might as well because it's cool. Actually, looking looking at that rear hatch. Yeah. Are you sure this is as old as you think it is? Because that looks like an Eagle Talon hatch. No, it's a C4 Corvette no. window. Oh, okay. It is one piece. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. Yep. yep. The the picture I have is kind of pixelated, I'm zoomed in pretty far on it. Nope. I do. I see that now. It's little little dots in the bottom where the latches. Yep, that's definitely a C4 Corvette.
0: And either the front windshield is either Lotus. It's probably a Lotus. I don't think it's a Corvette. Okay.
1: No, it's way too flat to be a Corvette. See,
0: somebody said maybe it was a Countach, but I think it's a Lotus. I it's I'm willing to bet this person bought a wrecked Lotus Esprit and a wrecked Corvette and a wrecked Corvette
1: because it has Corvette headlights too.
0: Yeah, but I guess when he picked up this car, there was no
1: headlights under those doors. (laughs) Oh, okay. It's it's wild. You know what? Actually, the the main thing it reminds me of. I'd have to go on too long about it. Is the Nissan Mid Four concept? Yeah. That's what I see mostly in this car,
0: or like the Wraith.
1: Nah, Nissan mid four. Yeah, that's what I see. As far as the car that existed, well, I guess the Wraith existed technically too. It was a Chrysler thing, yeah. but I don't know. It's cool. I dig it. I even dig like the wheels or hubcaps. They're hubcaps. They're Nissan hubcaps. Oh my God, they are Nissan hubcaps.
0: <laughs> it, it's got like, uh, it's got like center four, like center line wheels, like deep dish center line wheels under those. God,
1: that's so eighties. It's so crazy, right? It totally deserved a win. I dig this I dig this thing so much. I'm I'm actually upset I didn't get to see it in person. There's a lot of work here. Right?
0: And it's not like crappy work. Like it's they put a lot of time and effort. Like it was in person, you looked at it, you're like, this is really actually very pretty. Like that could have been a car. It could have been a production car. Like it was a very close to production concept like that's what it looks like like when you remember we're at the Crawford and they had the the concept Dodge Viper that's what it reminds me of because that car was like definitely hand-built and doesn't have things you'd see on an actual production car but it's pretty close right yeah for sure so it's it's wild I, I, I wish I saw it in person so anyway, um, I get some Craig. Don't tell me. Some Craig. Don't tell me's for you.
1: Yeah, uh, listener submitted. Craig. Don't tell me's.
0: Yeah, the same listener. So this week's Craig. Don't tell me's are brought to you by Steve Booten. So I assume he gave us each three different ones. Yes, he did. He said he did for sure. Although it'd be hilarious to troll us by giving us three the <laughs> same ones. I don't think he would do that, but. All right, I'll go first because um, I got this one pulled up here. All right, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. And um, I, it might be a gimme, but I feel like I got to read this part. So 68 Camaro front end, 77 Chevy 305 V8, automatic trans, new windshield, minor rust or vehicle, original wood floor, straight body and frame, running and drivable, clean title. Original wood floor? Yeah,
1: original wood floor. Camaro front end, like a Camaro subframe. Yeah. It has a wood floor. It has a wood floor. It's a pickup truck, like like a bed, like a wood bed floor. It's close. What else had a wooden floor? Well, I don't know. Uh, What else is a
0: useful vehicle? A van? Yeah, you're you're close. It's a Chevy van? uh, Judges? Yes. All right. We'll give it to you. (laughs) um what is it it's a 58 chevy apache panel truck
1: oh okay yeah i wouldn't i don't think i would have gotten there but it's kind of a pickup truck and a van together Mm -hmm. at the time because that's pre-suv status yeah so it's more of a a big wagon Mm -hmm. i guess those are really cool though it is really cool i I definitely dig it It The second you said camaro front end The Secchi Camaro front end my brain immediately went to like 50s Chevy truck. Yeah, but it needs needs an updated LS swap
0: instead of a little 305.
1: Yeah, whatever. It's just a cruiser. Yeah, it could be made really cool, though. All right. You get yours ready? I can live with a 305. I do. Mine are a little more difficult. Oh, boy. Okay. I can't read any words out of this. Title: I don't think other than rare, um, and British. I might I give you way too okay. much already. Um, blank, 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 blank. The most desired ultra rare model, nearly never found in the USA. It's a micro car at its best. This is the point that terminally cute meets usable. Yes, it is little, but you can also fit in the car and be comfortable. These are seen in many TV shows in Europe, just because they are so cool, reliable, and also very easy to drive. Just out of a private collection, serviced with fresh fuel and oil, new battery installed, the engine purrs nice and smooth, great running four-cylinder with floor shift, fresh exhaust, whisper quiet. All capitals from this point forward, so I'm not going to yell it at you, but pretend I am. Look at the pictures to see the nice condition of this rear find. Nice, glossy, bright yellow paint. Never any accident damage. Low 56,000 miles as opposed to a high 56,000 miles. Nice interior and trunk area. Adjustable rear seats fold up and down to seat four or bring your items with much rear space. Adjustable front seats. Left front seat, tilts forward to allow easy entry to the rear. Right-hand drive. Imported after 2,000 from the UK, steers easily with no issues. We'll just need a bit of TLC with the brakes. Cleaned and detailed, runs and drives. Is it a Mini?
0: Oh, it's not a Mini. It's not
1: a Mini. All doors like work like they should. Great quality micro car that will be very fair price. Hard to near impossible to find. These, nope, these are used as good solid delivery trucks in the UK. Uh, Is it a Reliant Robin? How did you get there that fast? That's exactly what that was was
0: actually my first. I no, I, I honest truth that was my first instinct like two
1: paragraphs ago, but I was like,
0: no, that's too easy.
1: No, I didn't think it was going to be that easy. That's why I was like, this is $12,900, which seems expensive.
0: I think it was when you said it was, they're using a lot of shows in the UK. Okay. So I was like, well, it's either a mini or a Reliant Robin
1: for their comedy value. Yeah. The the description is Microcar Rare Reliant Robin British Top Gear Three-Wheeler. I I was like, I can't say any of these things. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. You got that one pretty quickly. I didn't know if you were going to or not. All right. I got a good one here. I can
0: tell you the title of it because it makes no sense. Perfect. It means it's an American car, probably a Camaro. Um, it's called the Frankie.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> and I'm assuming it's not a Franklin. No.
0: <laughs> There's honestly too much to list on here, but I will tell you everything. And I mean, everything was replaced with brand new. <laughs> brand new parts, I assume. Yep. There's only 5,400 miles on it and needs to go to a new home. Uh Oh. Runs perfect, rides awesome on new Cooper Cobras. Oh, sweet. Uh, It's automatic with all LED lighting, stainless steel exhaust. Here you go. 604 crate engine with Edelbrock aluminum heads, intake brand new Holly Carb. 604? Yeah.
1: That isn't even a number I'm aware of. Uh,
0: Just a great machine that I've had in front of cruising around. And now it's time to move on. A 604? Four.
1: yeah I don't even know what a 604 it's called Frankie yeah the Frankie
0: Frankie it just says Frankie in the ad
1: oh uh, like we call Frankie yeah
0: no 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 just Frankie
1: a car is called Frankie yeah. Huh. Um is it from the 60s this car? Uh later.
0: Later than the 60s. Well, half of it's from the 60s. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Um is it like chassis swapped?
0: Mm, no. Hmm. Parts have been grafted on. Oh, good.
1: So, is it an El Camino with 57 Chevy parts on it? Mm, no, but you're in the right family. Okay. Um, I was trying to think of something we call a Frankie. I'm picturing some, like, aging car enthusiast with an El Camino and putting 57 Chevy parts on it and calling it, like, the Frankie Avalon or something. I mean, it might as well be, but... Um... Oof! Is it is it in any way a car based pickup truck? Um, it's a pickup bit pickup truck based car. <laughs> <That's> not... <laughs> oh, 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 oh! Is it one of those Caprices that has the weird cutaway bed in the back? No, you know what I'm talking about. Chevy though, I'll give you a Chevy. But you know what I'm talking about? They're a Caprice nose with a... Yeah. They're all... It's they, look, not that. they look at the Dodge Sniper concept. It's not that. It's not that terrible thing. Is it one a vehicle that's more than one of, or is this definitely a one-off? This is a one-off. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if I'm going to get it or not, because the only other vehicles that are later than 60s that are Chevys that can take a giant crate engine would be like a Monte Carlo, but then it would be an El Camino. Uh... Oof. I'm just going to go. It's, it's a third gen Camaro turned into a pickup truck. No. All right. I'm going to have to go up in this. I'll one. give it to you. Yeah. It's a 75 Chevy pickup
0: truck. Okay. With 59 Cadillac rear tail fins. Man, I was real close to that El Camino 57 Chevy. Yeah.
1: That's uh, But then you said it was a car based pickup truck. It's a pickup truck-based car. Oh, that's what you said. Damn. (laughs)
0: Um, it's got a chopped roof, uh, like a pro street hood scoop,
1: um, underglow. Of course, it has underglow just to get that true '50s nostalgia. Oh yeah, that sounds Um, that sounds pretty awful. Is it pretty awful? Is is it as awful as it sounds? Yeah. Okay, good. Does it look well built? Uh yeah,
0: I mean the paint looks good. It's you know it's not flat black. It's got shiny paint. It's pretty wild. It's twenty eight thousand dollars for it.
1: That's a strong number.
0: I mean that engine's probably ten grand.
1: I don't I don't even know a six hundred four grade engine.
0: That's like it that might as well be like a boat engine, like a Mercruiser or something.
1: Uh, let's see Chevrolet performance ct400 sealed 604 crate engine 66.99 okay seven grand so it's actually it doesn't not mean it's I guess it's not a 604 cubic inches it's a 350. oh weird yeah so a 602 or sorry a 604 crate engine is a 400 horse 400 foot pound 350 crate motor Hmm. Just like the model number is 604, I guess.
0: Oh, you just throwing 604 in there and make me think it's 604 cc. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they're based on the popular fast burn 385 street engine. Oh, you know, what? it's because they're made for a circle track car. Ah, so they're made to a spec. So they they come sealed. So they're, it's, a race, it's a race car engine for the street. Put it in See. the street car. Anyway. All right. Do oh, I don't past that. That's terrible. All right, my car is a 1981. I'll even give you the trim package because I don't think it's going to help you. Okay, it's LJ is the trim package. Ooh, so not LE, LJ. Yeah. Um, you know what LJ I, is? Can't afford it. I, <laughs> I am confident that you don't know what that trim package is. So there are people out there who specialize in these cars that probably do. But uh, this has forty eight thousand original miles. It's the Lincoln Lyndon Johnson edition. It is not that. Um, it is forty eight thousand miles, and it is available for thirty nine hundred bucks. Nineteen eighty one blank 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 LJ. Just forty eight thousand miles. Rare bucket seats. Two thirty one engine. Power seats, windows and locks. Recent brake job and tune-up, including new belts. Runs and drives, great. Paint faded, as expected. Solid floor pans and trunk, very solid. Light surface rust on driver's quarter panel. Needs a headliner. Original wire wheels and rims included. I'm assuming that means steel wheels and hubcaps. Hmm. But, so yes, this is a 1981... Blanky blank 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 LJ.
0: Okay. The 231 uh,
1: cubic inch engine. With a 231, that sounds like a AMC engine. It's not an AMC engine, actually. This is a very popular engine that came in millions and millions and millions of cars in the 80s and 70s. There were two versions of it. One with a distributor in the front and one with a distributor in the back. Oh. So this is a Mustang two you are not even in the right manufacturer oh really it's not a Ford huh all right so is it a it's a Dodge you're still not in the right manufacturer really? uh, I am well if, if it was a Plymouth I probably would have given you the right manufacturer with Dodge oh, okay this is a very it's a car that um, I am very familiar with the underpinnings of 281. 231. 231. Yep. Oh, so... It's a G-body. You're on the right track now, yep. Alright, so it's a, a... If you don't get it in the first three guesses out of the five G-bodies, then you don't you don't win. Yeah. Is it like an Oldsmobile? It's not an Oldsmobile. Alright, so it's a Buick? It's not a Buick. Oh my god. You have one guess left. There's only five G-bodies, so... So you ruled out Monte Carlo. Nope, not not, Monte, not a Monte Carlo. So it's not a Cutlass, not a Regal, not a Monte Carlo. Was there a Pontiac it's version? Not, it's not an El Camino. It is the Pontiac version. Do you know what it is? What was the Pontiac? Shit. What was the Pontiac version of a G-Body? <laughs> was it a Grand Prix? It is a Grand Prix, yes. Oh. You failed miserably because you, you, you guessed all of the G-Bodies until you had that one left. Weird. Yeah, it's an 81 Grand Prix LJ. Oh, this is still when Pontiac had their own displacements. No, the two thirty one was the same engine that came in the. It was the same, car, same one in my Cutlass. Oh, there was a, it's the there V6. was a B six. There was a Chevy version and a Buick version, and one I forget which one is which, but one has a distributor in the front and one in the back. And so you know which one's which. Weird, but, yeah, that's so weird. But it's a cool looking car, actually. It's two tone black and silver. It's really neat. Yeah, I think Planet kind of had cool grills for those. I mean... If they were... No, I wouldn't call it cool. No? No. I mean, even like it's retro kind of, cool? Ironically cool? I mean, the whole car is kind of ironically cool. Yeah. I would totally dig driving this car and I understand why Steve sent it to me being a G-Buddy person that I am. hmm So. It does have the nice crushed floor interior like mine had and it has the bucket seats and console shift and a V6 like my car had. And it has the round gauges like my car had, So it's basically the Oldsmobile version. It's the Pontiac version of my old Oldsmobile. I, I dig it and I would totally drive it. Very slowly, of course. Cool. All right. You got one more? I do. I got one more. That's. I don't have any more because unfortunately the last one he sent me expired. All right. Extremely rare.
0: Vehicle is imported from Europe. Spain into Virginia in 2018. Uh, Title Blizzard. The car is extremely clean. Very good condition. Very well maintained. Not been restored. 168,000 kilometers. If I give you any more, I think I'll give it away. But we'll see how far you get. There's got to be more than that because that could be any cars sold in Europe. Okay. 1.9, 16
1: valve. It's a Volkswagen Polo. One point nine and sixteen valve. Mm-hmm. It's a Peugeot two hundred five. Oh my gosh, you're so close. It's a Peugeot three
0: hundred five. All right, it's Peugeot two hundred six. Nope. I'll just give it to you. Peugeot four hundred
1: five. Oh, four hundred five sixteen. I, I should have guessed one more number. It's, a, <laughs> 205 it's the two hundred five and three hundred five. That's in the end of Ronin. Yeah, the four hundred five is the one that's also the same car the Saab is based on, isn't it? I don't know. Is it? I'm trying to remember. I might have just spoken on that turn. I know that the Lancia... The- I want to say Thanos, but that's the guy from Marvel Comics. Yeah.
0: This car, $7,500 with basically 105,000 miles on it, a 90. Um, it was super, super clean. Like, I kind of want this. Like, I've, I've been wanting a French car. For a while like this thing's really heavy, cool. really. Yeah, I just wanted to. a Peugeot to 405 a car, yeah. Four door, it's really good looking. The uh, the hatchbacks are really cool, but the sedan's really handsome.
1: Oh, yeah, he's really cool. So, anyway, I don't know if it's as cold as anything else. Well. Think that about does it's it. not related it's not it's not related to the sob, only the Lancia is. No. Lan- Lancia and the Alpha. That's what it is. The Alpha is related to the Saab. Okay. This guy's not. Okay.
0: Speaking, speaking of which, you do have a Saab that's for sale if anybody's interested in it in New England in a winter vehicle or just a daily driver. Even, even has snow tires already on it. Yep. Uh needs some brakes refreshed, but
1: uh yeah, it has a has a sticking caliper, that's the only problem. Yeah.
0: And just go through the rest of the braking system. It'd be all right. And by rest of the braking system, I mean, like, pads, rotors, probably flush the fluid.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, it doesn't need anything else. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put a battery in it when somebody goes to buy it, obviously.
0: Yeah. So if somebody's looking for that, contact Brad. Um, anything else, though?
1: Um. I do want to plug our buddy Brian's project, the Gearhead project. Yep. The forums are up. Um, I understand that a lot of people probably will not want to consider joining a forum that has a paywall in front of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're trying to build the forum back up. And the reason for the paywall is it costs money to run a forum. Right. Uh, And the only way to keep it ad free is to have its members pay to use it. Right. Um, We're trying to build a new community there. Um, I gladly paid the money. I'm sure you paid the money as well because I know you're on there, um, and I think that it is worth our while to build a community of like-minded people. That a if they're paying for it, want to be there, so they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. So, Google search the Gearhead Project. We'll probably talk a little bit more about that in the future, but for now, we will just kind to plug it real quick. The forum um, software they're using is really, really good. It takes the best of the old forums that we know with the easy, the easily you the, sorry the usability of modern social media exactly so it's a it's a good combination of stuff i i enjoy i enjoy it i haven't posted there much just because life has been in the way and i don't really have a desktop computer to just go sit behind i'm not at work and i can't do it at work so yeah i do need to make a point to sit down there and uh and play on it a little bit but um it it is exciting and I, i think that it's it has potential to be something to be something larger um and uh, get on early and be in an earlier. The doctor. other crazy thing about
0: forms was they were super popular at a time in my life personally when I had a job that required me to sit in front of a computer and wait for phone calls. So I had nothing else to do but be on forms. So I was on there all the time. But then yeah. I got, I, same same with me. Yeah. <laughs> then I got real jobs with more responsibility, and I didn't have time to do that anymore. So then they seemingly it seems like everybody else, the same thing happened, maybe, <laughs> and they all fell off, but uh, we're trying to fix that, so.
1: Yeah, it just requires people to want to do it, and I think people that are paying to do it will want to do it, so. Right.
0: All right, cool. So, as always, you can follow us on Facebook, the Evil Facebook, Auto Off-Topic Podcast. Uh, we're in the
1: m- Facebook that we're trying to defeat with yeah. like a little forum.
0: We're more fun on Instagram. You should follow out off topic podcast on Instagram. We have hit the 1,000 follower mark. Not that that really means much yeah, sure. of anything, but it took a while and we got there.
1: It means a thousand people have clicked follow. That's true.
0: Um, and uh, now the cash starts rolling in. Yeah. yeah, pay it. A- <laughs> uh, and uh, I've been putting up some radwood photos and. Get some other photos of stuff to go up there you can follow me race and anger on instagram i've got some uh stuff from my cars stuff from radwood oh i sent out a bunch of i sent i took five rolls of film at radwood now granted i had three rolls of this mitsubishi film i bought that only had 12 exposures each so i kind of burned through that pretty nice. fast see that's kind of a bummer because it's 12 exposures but it costs the same amount of money to have it developed why is that because it just it's cost per roll he just charges the, a lab just charges you by the roll and will charge you by the exposure amount
1: yeah i guess that makes sense You're using the chemicals for yeah a roll film. yeah uh
0: so yeah like I've, I've got 36 exposure rolls that cost the same amount as these 12 so <laughs> not very efficient but whatever um and I've been sending them up to a place in Maine called Northeast Photographic. And uh, he's actually commented on a couple of our or a couple of our posts or at least my posts. He knew what Eagle Talent, the Eagle Talent was and was into them at the time. So that's kind of cool. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, me on Instagram, Race and Anger. Brad, where can they find you? Uh, Instagram at TSI 350. All right, cool. So keep cars analog and aim for the roses.